0: Okay, Tsarayim Tov, we continue in our learning about Sukkot with the commentary of the Bayam Kecha. We're going through the seven days of Sukkot. We're now on the fifth day of Sukkot, which um, involves the mita of Hod. The mita of Hod, we say, is being able to hodah, to confess to the truth. And that is to have true confession to the existence of Hashem and his unity even if we don't feel it and, or, or, or sense it but a person has to remember and live with the reality of what he has felt beforehand. In other words, right now things could look terrible but you have to know what the realities are and to hold you back from doing an Aveira. And what is the Avoda of thankfulness over here is to praise Hashem and to thank for all the goods that Hashem has given us to admit the truth that everything we have comes from Hashem and everything that happens Hashem is doing it there's no other reality but Hashem and without Hashem nothing would be existing okay that's the hold and if and that really there's a certain beauty to that if you can recognize Hashem in all these things as he says in footnote kuf tzadi the of hod is to admit and recognize the truth. And if you can recognize that all of the reality is only Hashem, and Hashem is the one who controls and drives everything, and He gives existence for everything, and He's the total reality, so anything that happens, you say it came from Hashem. And therefore, it doesn't, it's not a factor on anything else. And you won't be in pain from anything. But you'll always see the Yad of Hashem in that. So, you know, unfortunately, yesterday, Nebuchadnezzar there was a terrible accident, and a young Jewish girl was killed, Mm. Uh, not far from here, on Mullen and Bathurst. An eight-year-old girl was killed, and you could say you could blame the driver, you can blame this, but at the end of the day. Nebuch, for whatever reason Hashem wanted that this girl should be taken away from the world a couple days after Yom Kippur. You can say, "Well, if she would have been more careful," what, I, I don't know the stories. I'm not involved. It's a great tragedy, and our hearts go out for them. But you got to you got to remember, it wasn't the the the, uh, yeah. the non-Jewish driver who killed her. Even I don't know if it was negligence. I don't know the story, but it, it was one thing. Hashem did not want her alive finished. So if it's good or it's bad, if there's, a, if there's a success and we do well, we don't get arrogant about it. We're always praising Hashem for everything that happens because we recognize that all the good comes from Hashem and even it looks bad, but there's no way Hashem can do anything bad. It's just beyond our understanding. As we explained in the class on Yonah, on Yom Kippur with the idea of Gilgal we just don't know what it's about, and therefore, if we understand it's all from Hashem, it will prevent us from doing things with the thoughts that I have the ability to do this, and uh, and uh, and he'll therefore will uh, will 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 will, uh, will stop doing things that he sees that Hashem doesn't want him to do, but you'll be very stubborn. For the things that Hashem does want you to do. It's good to be stubborn, but you have to balance it with hold. Something's gonna say, you know, you you think there's a really good midst to do it. You see, Hashem doesn't want it to be. He doesn't want it to be, and he just can't be so stubborn. Say, I see, Hashem doesn't want it. There's a great danger if a person is so stubborn, you know, and he thinks that everything he wants, he can get. No, if you admit to the truth that it's all from Hashem. And Hashem's the only one who could decide what's going to happen. You could say, I think there's something Hashem would want. But if you see it's not happening, then it's not happening. And there's a lot of famous stories about this. that I don't have time, but the briskarov, who was very, very particular to have the best type of Esrogan. There's a whole long story, maybe we'll tell it sometime over Sukkot, where the briskarov from before Sukkot was trying so hard to get an esrogim. And the esrog was caught in customs in Haifa. And they couldn't get to it. And the place was closed. And he tried, even after the first day's yontif. You know, he had other esrogim. He tried all the way till the seventh day of Sukkot. Trying to find way. And then finally it was, couldn't happen. He said, okay, it's finished. That's it. I'm not going to get upset about it. you got to realize that Hashem, this, this is hold. Okay, and therefore, uh, and included in this is the external beauty that, ex- that expresses the internal beauty. Okay, you know, like the idea of the, the chesed that is given to the face of a chassan, Or you see by tzaddikim, where their faces just illuminate. You see certain tzaddikim, you could just see from their faces. It's an angelic face, so to speak. And that shows that there's something going on inside. So in other words, you want to, if you're, if you're not taking the credit, then you want it to, you're not taking the credit, but that's amazing things you've done. You want to reveal it in a way to show that it was Hashem who's doing all these things. And therefore we have to stay very far away from false hod, which is an external beauty, but not an internal beauty. To distance ourselves to not be pulled after things that on the outside look good and uh, or, or what other people have, etc., etc. So this is hod. So when we're shaking the lovinessor, all these things, we're thinking about bringing in that meat of hod. Sixth day is now yesod. And yesod, we said, is connection and bonding with Hashem where a person feels a connection with Hashem more than Tiferus. Tiferis was Dveikus, we said. Where you put together Chesed and Gvura, you get Dveikus, where you're feeling close to Hashem. Yesod is more. It's that it, it can withstand the tests that happen and you remain loyal. As the idea is, it's, it's connecting because there's a bris, there's a covenant when you make a bris with somebody, you're saying through thick or thin, good or bad, I'm with you the whole time. Even when you don't feel that you want to be connected. Things are not going so well. But you remember what it's all about and you remember the bris so then you're tied to Hashem under all circumstances. And to show that you are connected with loyalty to Hashem, that's what a bris is. And therefore you run away from from connecting to anything that's evil, that's not to Ras Hashem, you don't want to connect yourself to that. Okay, so um, it puts a very long footnote here, Kuf Sadi Zion, to explain this more, that he's basically saying to tie yourself to it. Now, Dveikus is, I feel close to Hashem. It maybe you can feel close to something else also. So, Bris. And Yisod is to tie yourself to Hashem and to not take pleasure from anything else outside of Hashem. And that means you're loyal to the covenant. Because bris means bound up. And the bris with Hashem is that we're only bound up to Him. And we're only dove with love with Him. And we can recognize that unity, that there's nothing else to even be interested in. Therefore, if you want to look, what's the picture of a complete Jew is that everything he does, <laughs> everything he says, everything he thinks always revolves around Hashem. And if it has nothing to do with Hashem, he's not interested in it. They said about Rokhaim Kanayevsky, he had an gr- incredible mind. You know what? He didn't know his address. He didn't know his address. Why should he know his address? He knows where he lives. He thank God he had old rabbits and people who he didn't have to fill out forms. He was taught whatever is has with Hashem. Okay, Hashem. Learning Torah? That's what he thinks about. Helping Jews? That's all he thinks about. You know, it, it's all, but what I've got my address for? Why should I, why should I even waste my time and be trying to remember my address? Or my phone number. He didn't have a phone. So those things weren't important. It, it, and he's no interest in that. So that's where, if if, it, if it's no concern, I'm not interested. Okay, if you if you really have a personal Hashem, what do you care what's going on in the world if it doesn't affect the Jews? What do you care about sports? What, what, what does that matter? A lot about what do you care about the movies and things? ship's not interested in it. And how do we know that? Uh, what's the barometer for this? is how you deal with pleasure in this world. Okay, there's a lot of pleasurable things in this world. Food, clothes, cars, all kinds of pleasures in the world. Got to know the klepos are fighting against Hashem. They're trying to conceal Hashem from the reality. They're trying to seduce the person to go to the klepa because they say, look, look at the pleasure you're going to get. It's not from Hashem. The pleasure you're getting from a skirt steak. Tastes great. That's the clip telling you. I got a nice car. Here's the test. If you're loyal, he says, I don't want to have any connection of things that are not associated with Kedusha. And certain things that are opposite of Kedusha. I'm not interested in them. Something that connects me to Hashem, I'm interested in. If it doesn't connect me, I'm not interested. So, it's uh, so this idea of pleasure and lusts, it's like a double-edged sword, and you gotta you gotta deal with it in both angles, two ways. On the one hand, it's got a very strong klepa that pulls people, right? And but on the other hand, it could be used to draw you only to Hashem. And to want this pleasure of the connection to Hashem. So the Hashem created us as people with drives. I want pleasure. That Hashem put it in an eighth. it's not a bad or good, it's a power. Now, the question is: do you want the pleasure with the Kleepah or the pleasure with Hashem? And if you have the pleasure with Hashem, you'll see how tasty it is with Hashem. So I'm learning Torah because I want to taste how tasty Hashem is. Deuteronomy said, "Tamura'u, taste and see how good Torah is. Shabbos, davening, spiritual things. Wow, I want to really enjoy them. Okay. So therefore, in general, that will decide the status of a Jew. Is he tied up to Hashem? Then he's getting pleasure from spiritual things. If he's tied up to externals, then he doesn't feel the spirituality. Okay? And really, it is with every pleasure in this world. If it's eating, are you eating because you're lusting and you're starving? So you're on a certain level, uh, you know, that it's not connected to Hashem. He's falling off that level he's losing a little bit of his spirituality. If he eats with with, with Kedusha properly, his soul is elevated. Same thing with speech and everything in this world. So therefore, the truth of the sanctity of the covenant is to not take pleasure from anything in the world unless it reveals Hashem somehow in that aspect. Well, you could always start off with a bracha. That's a good start. A bracha with concentration, with emotion, feelings. At least you're starting. The bracha achrona. Starting. Eat like a civilized person, not like a beast, right? And that's why there's all kinds of halachas of how, and we learned them at the SCP, the halachas of Suda, and, and what it means to be at a Suda, was it so like like we tried very hard, at least in Kiddush now, we sit down at a Kiddush. We don't graze like animals. An animal eats while he's standing. He grazes around. So if a stand up Kiddush, people graze around. Okay? If you're, if you're more spiritual, you're sitting down. You're 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 in control. So there's a lot to talk about, but that's the depth of the covenant. It's not to just not go after the Clippers, but to realize that Clippers are nothing. <coughs> it's not like, oh, I really want to really want to watch that ball game, but you know, I not want to do this. I'm not going to do it. No, you say I don't want to watch the ball game. It's it's not. It's valueless. Even if the Rolling Stones are making a whole new set of. Uh, Recordings with Major League Baseball teams as their theme. We're getting the be- the best of both worlds: rock and baseball. Okay, I'm not interested. You know, sometimes I'll have to go downtown side so just listen to, to what's what's going on in the world. I don't have to see it, and that's that's like major. That's a major event. Mick Jagger, who's over 80 years old, people are still following him. What? To me, I, I, ne- I never enjoyed it. I enjoyed baseball when I was a kid, but now I, I, I'm not interested. It's not interesting to me at all. And things that are permitted, you only want the spiritual part that's concealed within it. And that's the only good that's there. The physicality is not what makes it happen in that in that way. Okay? And therefore, part of the meat of the isod is, and to remember it, People look at it more negatively, but there's a lot of positivity to your soul, Because it's all based on pleasure. Okay? And you, by your nature, you take pleasure in what you're connected to. So a person should guard his power to have pleasure from spiritual things and be trustworthy to Hashem to not take any pleasure that the klipa is showing him and all physical pleasures that are mutter, you should try to sanctify yourself with that ratzin of Hashem. And therefore, he says, in footnote, another important idea, he's saying, the bris is not what they say, oh, another aspect of my avodas Hashem. A lot of things I do, I pray, I learn, I this, and I have a, a covenant with Hashem. It's another part. no, it, it's the word yesod. Yesod also means foundation. Yesod, the, def, the simple meaning of yesod means foundation. And a bris is a foundation. The foundation is loyalty through thick and thin. So it's not just an extra thing. It's the foundation. So when a person sanctifies himself, he gets closer to Hashem so his whole life and every part of it becomes elevated. His Torah, his davening, all his avodah is on a higher level than that. And the opposite, God forbid, if a person blemishes the covenant, what he's going to learn, he's going to daven, but his heart is far away. And he doesn't have that bond with Hashem. Okay? And maybe his soul, you know, it's is, is con- is concealing the klepos, but he's still interested in them. And therefore, when you have the klepos around, it prevents the soul from tasting the sweetness of spirituality and It loses its whole quality. Because if you say, well, there's other things I enjoy in life, but right now I can't be with them. I really enjoy these other things. Okay, rabbi wants me to go to a class, I'll go to a class. Okay, it's fine, it's good. But, but, you know, but I'm going to go to another pleasure soon. So then how pleasurable can this be? You know, Allah, one man has two wives. has two wives. In the time you're at, have two wives, right? So can you bond with either one of them? Can you have a covenant with either one of them? What's the wife going to say? You know, well, I can't, you don't really love me that much because you've got another one. But if if, if, you have a, if you have, let's say, a wife and a cleaning lady, who's ugly, then, okay, you could talk to the cleaning lady, you ask, you know, uh, you know do this, do that, but there's no interest. And it's always good to get big, fat, ugly cleaning ladies, because you don't want uh, your Yates of Heart to be tested. You know, it's always, if you're ever working, you ever have to have a secretary. Okay, whatever. I don't want to go any further than that. I don't want to make any enemies over here. But anyway, but, so it's not just another thing. And therefore, the seal of the bris with Hashem is yesod. Okay? Because the idea of yesod is connecting with pleasure to show the foundation of the Avodah Hashem isn't how much you learn, isn't how much you do, but how much you take pleasure in Hashem and cling to Hashem and feel the pleasure of being with Hashem and how far you stay away from things that you now know are not pleasurable for you. And the whole bris is, who are you connected with and who energizes you? And that is, pardon the pun, the Yisod, the foundation of all the meters and all the Avodah, that's why it's called Sod. You got all the other five Midas. Chesed, doing all those things. But is that, you're doing it all just for Hashem? At the bottom line, where is it all going? Well, I got other things on my mind. This, okay, a little bit of Hashem here. No, it's it's a bond and all to a Kodesh Torah. That's day six. And day seven, is malchus, which is accepting the yoke of heaven, where you're bringing it out in real avodah to reveal to the world the malchus of Hashem. And that avodah is primarily in faith, prayer, and accepting the yoke of heaven in practical terms. And included in Amuna is to see every physical thing, you see the reality of Hashem in there, to have amunah in that. And to, and to see God's contact in everything. And not to do anything. And not to be drawn after anything. That's against the covenant of Hashem. Okay? And that is the Munapshuta That you have to have with that. The more you recognize the kingdom. The more you turn towards that. And that's why you have to really strengthen yourself. In prayer. And with your private discussions with Hashem. You discuss with everything that. Transpired between you and Hashem, and you cry out to Hashem, and that's when you say Hoshanos. We're crying out to Hashem, and that also includes the Kabbalas all completely to do the will of Hashem with all your efforts, and that's the essence of all our avoda. Okay, and therefore you accept upon yourself to do everything, even if you don't really, you're not in the mood for it, because then you got to show that your momish accept the yoke upon yourself. And therefore, this relates to things that even appear to be very small. And really, that's how you really evaluate how much of the of old you have. And that's something, when you will listen to the air sukkah's drush, that's going to be a big theme that we're going to talk about. If you really, really are thinking totally about Hashem, you want it to be perfect. And even the littlest thing has to be just right. So these are the seven midos. Okay, now we go on to the third chapter which will start today and finish tomorrow morning Okay, because I want to finish up Sukkot before Sukkot, right? Is the third chapter which is the Sukkah. Okay, so we've explained a lot about the lulav and esrog, and all that stuff and what we're trying to bring in. So what does the Sukkah do for us? So in a word... The mitzvah sukkah gives us a different outlook on the world. And to see the world with a view of a very lofty type of amuna, and recognizing in reality that Hashem is the only one who leads the world. Now, what do we mean? Well, let's put it this way. Lul of and all that stuff is very nice. It's amazing stuff, but it's all in shul. It's all in what we call religious activity. Okay? And that's when you want to bring in the energies. That's trying to bring in the, the das. Where's the das going to come when you're learning, when you're doing spiritual things? A lot of spiritual things going on over here. But now there's a whole other mitzvah to live in a sukkah. At least, so, how do you do the mitzvah? When I do the mitzvah, you have supper in the sukkah. That's a new mitzvah of having supper in the sukkah. Um, talking to your family in the sukkah is another level of mitzvah. All right? Wh- whatever you're doing, you're doing it in the sukkah. So, what is this idea of doing it in the sukkah? So, we've got to remember that hopefully on Yom Kippur, we merited to seeing a certain amount of light. And how did we do that? How did we merit to get to that light on Yom Kippur? We did it by leaving the physical world. We didn't eat. We we're totally out of this world. I don't know about you, but I came to shul 8 o'clock in the morning Yom Kippur. I didn't come home until thirty at night. Finished. And I only came home at night to go to sleep. That's it. If there were really good beds in the shul, would sleep in the shul too. <laughs> Okay, but that's it. I was not in this world. It was just davening, lear, uh, saying, uh, listening listening to davening, teaching and learning, and, and that was it. And thinking about Hashem. Okay. And we're only involved in the inner content to, of our lives to have it penetrate well this truth that there's nothing but Hashem. And then we even said that by Ne'ilah, you want to take it down to the details that even things outside of Hashem is only part of Hashem. Okay, that was Yom Kippur. Now, going in the sukkah is to live in this actual world, but to live with the right viewpoint. And Yom Kippur, it's in theory. Yes, Hashem is everything. Yes, and Hashem is everything even in this world. But that's why you're in the shul. There's nothing else. It's, it's all in your mind. It's Bina. up. Das is going to live in that reality. What does that mean? I'm going to live in the physical world and prove that I feel it's only Hashem. And how do you do that? By living. All right. We eat. We drink. But not in just a gross physical way where we forget Hashem. But with the recognition of what we accepted on Yom Kippur, that everything is only from Hashem. And now let's see if what you said on Yom Kippur, you really feel it. And therefore we get engaged with the physical world. And not only does the physical world not distance us from Hashem, but in this course we feel Hashem even more in the physical world. Because he sees that Hashem is not only found in spiritual activities, But in everything, and in such a way, everything connects you to Hashem until your mamish feel that you're living within the hug of HaKadosh Baruch. In other words, the sukkah is a perfect world. And what would the perfect world be like? you have any idea what the perfect world could be like? We do. How do we know that? When Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, before they sinned, before they sinned, and there's a lot of Ramozin to things about the Garden of Eden in the sukkos. I'm not going to get into now. But that's the way we should always be living. So, it's hard to do this by going out into the, on Bathurst Street. Okay, so why don't we just eat food on Bathurst Street? No, there's too much goyishkeit all around. Can't do that. We'll do it after sukkas, But on sukkas we at least want to have in Oilum Haza, with all the physical pleasures in this world but to incorporate knowing that this is all Hashem is all amazing that's the main point we're bringing out over here and that is the overall light of the Chag of Sukkahs, Zman Simchaseinu and therefore the Sukkah itself is revealing this hug and because the Sukkah itself draws into us this great das, illuminating our souls to the truth and with it we're able to live with complete Vekas. and every Jew when he's sitting in the sukkah he accepts deeper levels of das, clearer feelings about the existence of Hashem and the truth is with every mitzvah if you have the kavana and you reflect about the light of the mitzvah it influences you more and more and therefore, when you're sitting in the sukkah, you have to reflect on this great truth and to feel how all existence from the core is from Hashem. You have to feel that the walls and the schach are like God's names until you feel I'm sitting within the light of Hashem, which is a light that's surrounding me with good light and love and you merit that, then everything you do in the world is with Vekas because you have that feeling. And that's the secret of which name of Hashem? It's Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey, which we said is that yearning. If you remember, that's the yearning part. Right? That you feel it, you recognize it, you're yearning for it. And that is the idea. We, one of the harachim is harachamon Yokim Lanu esukas dovid hanofalos. We say in Bedshik, should be your will, right? That you will uh, st- uh, stand up the sukkah of David that fell. What is the sukkah of David that fell? That's the Shekhinah Hakkadesha. That it falls because of the Kleepus. Remember, David Amalek made everything that we could build the base on English from him. And when you fill the Shekhinah, the sukkah is up. The sukkah covering you, it's covering, or something's around you. But, uh, and the light provides a sukkah, it stands. When the truth is there, it stands. When the klipas take over, it falls. Right? And we have to reveal that the light of Hashem is in everything, every little thing at all. And then you understand it's all good. Everything is beloved before Hashem. And you have all that. And therefore you're doing tchuv and all these things. So the sukkah with its walls of Amuna and knowledge of Hashem has the power that a person can see. It's all, wherever I look... Everywhere I look, it's all Hashem. In the sukkah, the schach, there are no billboards. There's no press the pictures. Just pictures of Gedolim. Pictures of Chachamin. But you don't put artwork, as we discussed, that is not the best artwork to have in your sukkah. You may have it in your house, but you shouldn't, but you, but you want to have it there. So therefore, that's how we build up the sukkah of David HaMelech. Okay, which leads us tomorrow to the Ishpizan. We'll leave it at that.